Good morning, everybody. Everyone that is on Twitter with us this morning, wherever you are across the earth, may God bless you and strengthen you. We thank you so much for joining us today as we gather around these mics for hashtag Christian Straight Talk. We're going in, we're going to go a little bit deep today. We're going to be sailing very close to the to the wind today. So I think it's a word that everyone in the Christian world loves to swerve. Simon, yeah, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we're serious. Back in the Ten Commandments. We're back. And, uh, we're back. <laughs> last week was uh, last week was just incredible, Ben. We was you know we're talking word. about you know murder and and how that where that took us, and we're finding that every single one of these, every one of these every commandments, one of the commandments is the biggest challenge of my life. It's massive, and and what we realised is that what we and realising what we knew. But didn't really, I don't think, grasp that that no. you break one, you break them all, don't you? And you break one, you broken everything, and that's yeah. so clear. And um, that word last week, the word murder, that uh, you know, I, I took myself away from that thought. No, never even thought about it. Of course, I haven't physically, you know, and you got all that stuff that goes along with it. But but from the scripture alone, just backtracking a moment, thinking. Even your anger and your frustration and your and the the anger to your brother or your sister or your friend or whoever it is is as bad as doing the physical act because it's it's done in your heart. I don't think we we give um, last week. I don't think we give anger enough um, airtime, Ben, and and it's something I, we will probably yeah, yeah, we yeah, will yeah. return to because um, I meet I meet several people on a you know on a regular basis that that struggle with with anger fact, and, and that that can be with us all our life can't it i know people with serious anger issues believers in church serious attitude problem angry really angry really See, angry and a lot of that anger <clears throat> comes is deferred so mm. i was talking to a, a someone this week and uh they had a real problem with her father, and um, yeah, you know, the father would say something to them, and they'd go out and bash someone up. Yeah, because yeah. you know uh, they would need they wanted to take it out. On so someone. you're taking Didn't, out the physical. You've gone out of the house. You've it's gone deferred anger. Yeah, it's deferred yeah. anger. And and you know, a lot of people in prison. <coughs> uh, I've done a bit of work in prisons, and so a lot of people in prison are in prison because of deferred anger. So they have a row with a wife, have a row with a. The yeah. girlfriend, the real, yeah, the partner, yeah. don't Explosion. want to bash them up, but go out already, yeah, like a volcano almost at the top, and someone's only got to look them the wrong way, and you just don't realise, do you? Yeah. So everything is committed in the heart. Everything is committed in the heart, in the mind. See, in the world of Christianity, we're talking about murder. We're going to go into adultery in a minute, and then we've got stealing after what, that. Man? Adultery. That I said the word. You're in the confessional today, mate, aren't you? Father, forgive me for I sinned and falling short of thy glory. <laughs> but when you, but everything I'm finding in the Christian world, to everything we do and say, everything is to do with your heart condition. It's all about the heart. It's you know, and then it takes you to a dangerous place to your mind. When your mind is in that position, you've done it. You've acted it. You've said it. Even even with words, when you talk to people, how you address people. When you when uh, I've been highlighted to another word, uh, opinions. I've I don't know if this is my problem. I've got a problem. Am I an opinionated person? Am I a judgmental person? Am I an angry person? So I'm doing a lot of deep looking. I'm doing a well, lot of deep diving in my heart. The thing has been, it it's a heart thing. And also with 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 this stuff, there's ego, there's pride, there's all of that stuff that comes in. So all of a sudden, you know, someone's got a different opinion to you. Um, yeah. And, and the old pride man. The old steps, chest blows out. The old pride man steps out and goes, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm sort of <clears throat> accepting that and just sort of moving on from it. And yeah. We have to front it out, don't we? Especially yeah. as, as as men, we want to front it out, and we want to because uh, we want to be the one on top. But it's so, that, what what's that been? It's meaningless, isn't it? It's nonsense. So you're talking about an alpha male. I can't let anyone see me back down. So anger could run through a lot of Christian men, yeah, totally, and not even. Totally admitting it, yeah, it. Yeah. angering and pride. Now pride is a very dangerous. Um, 
weapon, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm a prideful, so pride and anger. So there's well, so it, much to be said in these Ten Commandments. Well, what we discovered and what we are discovering, Ben, as you quite rightly said, it is a heart issue. So what we're discovering is that that anger is a symptom, but there's a root yeah. in there. Mm. And so so there'll be a... And we're going on to adultery very you know, this morning, yeah. and there'd be a root of a somewhere in there that causes that adultery to come out. So, so if you just deal with the symptom, then you're never going to get rid of it. It's always going to come back. It's so pride is a real deep deep root, root. yeah, that that needs needs to be brought. And the only place you can bring that out then is with, through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit convicts us, and you were right, Ben. Last week, in saying that everything comes back to the cross, we've got to come back to the cross. It's, it's the most, mate. It's just the place where you come back to, and just say, "Lord, what is it? What's going on mm. in, in me? What is this?" And I want to give you, and when you come, just give it over to the cross. Because yeah, you're talking about the heart and the mind and the thinking, murder, stealing, adultery. You know, even what we went about on about your mum and dad and all that sort of stuff and when you really come to the cross <clears throat> and i mean really come to the cross when you look within I'm, I'm talking about myself so when i look within myself i think to myself god i don't like what i see some days i don't like my thinking i don't like my attitude well the the thing is ben when you know uh, when you get closer to jesus get closer to god mm. Then you realise just how far away from him you yeah, are. The don't more you, you want you know? him, the more yeah. you're you're looking for this holy walk. The more you're looking to be to go for endurance. Even when the great writer wrote very clearly, we even despised of life itself. And you think this is Paul? Paul wrote so much powerful stuff, and then he's writing that we despised of life itself. What did that man go through? Whippings, shipwrecks, beatings. He worked. He, he knew what it was to have everything, to have nothing, to be imprisoned. So that man experienced everything. So I'm actually looking at the church in the UK very quietly and thinking to myself, this just doesn't fit with Scripture. A massive percentage of all this stuff that we do on a Sunday morning doesn't fit with Scripture. So when you come to the Ten Commandments... It's window dressing, Ben. That's what it is. Mate. It's Christmas, like, all day, and every Sunday can be a Christmas experience. <laughs> the tree's out, the laughter's there. Santa Claus is there, giving him <coughs> the donuts and the pastries, isn't he? Santa <laughs> Claus is behind the pulpit, you know. He's got the elves in the corner on the guitars and all the instruments. It is, it's the truth, It's the it, truth, isn't it? And then suddenly yeah. you get drawn to a Scriptures, Scriptures like the Ten Commandments, and then your mind goes to church and thinks, when was the last time I heard a message on you are an adulterer, you are an adulterous generation? The word today is a strong, powerful word that makes you want to crawl under the table. You murderers. Look. You lustful pride. When was the last time, honestly, I'm talking to, to me and Simon and everybody under this voice, when was the last time we actually heard a sermon that brought us under serious conviction? But... We're not in the age, Ben. We're not in the age of convicting sermons, are we? We're in the age of, of yeah, it's all right. It's okay, it's no okay. problem. It's no problem. And, and sin, we don't want to call it that. We'll, we'll just say, Lifestyle just say it's choice. a struggle. It's a struggle, you know. I've uh, chosen. I've got free will. I've yeah, got choice. But Jesus loves you. You know, forgiveness uh, at the cross. Don't worry, just See, Jesus. That's, Jesus that's loves the you. fact, isn't it? There is forgiveness at the cross. That's that's one thing. And that, Jesus does love you. And he does love you. <laughs> but he's, but he don't love you if you keep practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, God don't wink at sin, Ben, does he? So <clears throat> so we've got all this and, and we're coming on to adultery, right? And what does Jesus say about adultery? You know, he goes <laughs> last week he said murder begins in the heart. Yeah, he goes on to adultery, and he goes. You have heard it in Matthew. This is Matthew five, Matthew five twenty seven. He says, "You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery." That's fine. Well, we'll leave it there, shall we? Leave it there. Thank you, Jesus. But he goes fine. on to say, <laughs> he goes on to say, no. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, so it's that second look in it. It's that little look over your shoulder. It's that little, you know, 
Look, so on a when, corner. when does lust become lust? Because, right, let's hold this thought a minute. That what's the difference between lust and love? Because the world and pride is saying that... It's huge. There's a massive it, difference. This, it's a switch around. Yeah. So there are a lot of people confused in so many different areas of life between I love that person, but is it really love or is it lust? It's a big thing, Ben. It's a huge so thing. So you've got to understand what the difference is. Yeah. So understanding the difference. And it's all in the heart, Ben. And it's all in the heart. So when you look at someone lustfully, are you looking at them with your eyes or are you well, looking you, with yeah. your heart? How can you tell the well, you, difference? L- lustful, lustful is sexual intent. And that's all you want right. from that person is sexual gratification if you want. So right, so if we take the TV at this moment in mm. time, Almost every program we turn on or every advert on the social media in loads of areas of life, we everything is be, has been for so long sexualized. So yeah. every one of us will wake up in the morning, put the TV on, put the radio on, go to work, jump on the commute, do a school run, wherever we go, everybody's eyes are on some form of sexualization. Even last night, really late last night, I, I, I said to Chris, look at that on the telly. Just, just, just what channel was that, man? I can't remember. <laughs> the adult channel. <laughs> when, I, can't, I can't even remember when, actually when it, when it was, but I, for just for some unknown reason, the telly was on and something, I walked in and there was a, it was the man advertising the, sh- the sh- shaving. He was so fit. And I'm not gay. I'm not saying all that. What I'm saying is he was a fit man. Why couldn't they use... Why was that advert... It was about shaving foam and it was about a razor. But they had to show him from his toe up to his midriff, his chest, then his head. He had all the bells and whistles. Because it, sex sells, Ben. That's what it does. Exactly. And... So it was you know, a shaving you, advert. You, 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 it's coming at you from all angles, and you are right. I mean, you've only got to go on... Spend a bit of time on on YouTube, and stuff will come in there. Stuff will come in there uh, <coughs> to distract you. You know, uh, pretty women. You know, fit blokes or that sort so of whatever, whatever, woman, whatever you're into. Advertising whatever you got a man advertising whatever. And when you look at what they're advertising, even the holidays when they advertise a holiday, oh, yeah, they've got yeah. the perfect family. All of them are ripped and chiselled. Everything, all the bells and whistles are, are happening on the families. The kids are laughing, they're well, jumping I, in the pools together. I made this comment I mean, to to my wife as we were walking around uh, a shopping centre, Blue Water, who's close by. and uh, Temple of Masonic. <laughs> Sunday morning church for the majority of people. Yeah. Um, and... I said, you know, they've come out. They come out in the media. They come out in certain factions against the sexualisation of women. Yeah, but Blue Water, these signs must be Hang 20, in. 30 foot high of women yeah. in stockings, suspenders, and scantily clad. It's in your face as soon as you. But what we have, walk in. yeah, is a generation. You have a general. It's very clever how the enemy works. So with adultery, with sin, with everything that goes on. It becomes a normal way of life because it's advertised. We think it's okay yeah, because and it's very dangerous, Ben. It's absolutely dangerous because you get desensitised. You totally that's get desensitized the issue because where it's well, everywhere. Where does it lead a lot of men to? <clears throat> I mean, we're talking about men, but it's also we're talking about women as well. But mm. uh, where does it lead a lot of men to? It leads a lot of men to pornography. Which is so easy to get these days, you know. You back back in the day, uh, as a young man, I remember having to wait in <laughs> wait in the newsagents till no one was around and, and quick, 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 quickly quick, ask quick, for quick. a book off the top shelf. Now you've got it's on your phone, it's on your tablet, it's where, wherever. It's so easy to to get hold of, isn't it? So with the church email account, right? Obviously, everything is linked somewhere, and so often you get emails come through. And you click it, and before you know it, you've opened up this image that is a full graphic image, right? It's not because I've been looking at it. Let's clear that up. You've got all these threads, haven't you? Come on, you? Ben, you come, come on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Lord, I've seen <laughs> But what, what I mean is it's everywhere. 
So as soon yeah. as you, so you're talking about you can find it intentionally within seconds, and even you can be innocent, innocent sitting at your desk. You have got all these emails coming through. You're, you're clicking because of your social, the social media feeds, because of the way things work and all that sort of stuff. And suddenly, in your face is an image that is really the most vile. Everything is happening. There, there is no holes barred anymore. And you've got to be very careful. So you've as looked well, at yeah. that. So yeah. I've looked at it. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen the most unreal thing happening. How, How does that affect it? me? Um, <laughs> the kettle. It took fifteen minutes for the kettle to boil. <laughs> well, the thing is, how does that affect you? How does that affect you, Ben? So, well, right. got, so, so, so as a as a Christian man, as a leader of a church, you've yeah. got to. Well, just as a Christian man, not not particularly leader, you've got to. You've got to offer that image up straight up. You've got to get it out. Because but it's fixated. So it's, your mind is a photograph. Because Bang. It, it'll... You, Hang you, on a minute. You've got to say, Lord, boom, boom, take, boom, that, boom. take that image out, away from me. Take that image away from me right now. Give me... Give me... Uh, give me a love for my wife. You know, if, yeah. you, if you're married. Give me a love and, and, a, and a sexual desire for my wife. Don't... Take these pictures away from me right now because otherwise they they will stay in there and they will sear so you go to blue water you got posters you turn the telly on with your children you put disney on you put all the stuff on and and at an early age you are programmed to think that people that are scantily clad in clothing it's the normal. You flick telly on, you sit down with the kids, you watch a film, you do this, you do that, you go to the pictures, you go to the cinema. Mm. So wherever you go, everybody on this earth will find that they are put. They have been put into a position of their eyes. <laughs> oh, this is a tough talk. <laughs> Your eyes are focused on some form of a man having a shave when you can see everything. His pants are so tight. You know what I mean? What? And then you go to a holiday advert, and the family are absolutely perfect. Buying a car, I guess it's it's what type of mind you've got in it. Yeah, you but know? right. So <laughs> this is the question. So if, you, if you just look at it innocently, there's a family having a or a guy having a shave. But if you've got that that mind where where you know you you are a hot blooded. Yeah, but I've got the mind of I'm always questioning things. I'm always looking at things. And my mind goes further than it. I actually think there's something wrong sometimes in my head because I overanalyze, I overlook, I look deeper, I go and I dissect stuff and I take things apart. I don't just... If we're not careful, we have to We have to stop these thoughts at the gate. We really course, do. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, what they do, they take your eyes off. If you're married, they take their eyes off mm. your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put them onto something that's that yeah. looks... Cause no, let's be let's be honest. I I did a um, I did a talk once on on um, on pornography or whatever, and I got these I got um, images of facial images of uh, p- women porn stars, right? And then I got them without makeup, and when you looked at them without any makeup on. They would you would walk back you would walk past them in the street. Okay, these right, girls, yeah, right. Yeah. So so they're photoshopped. They're made to look made up. They're made to look all right. Okay. So desiring. So if you're not if you're not careful and you're not aware and you're not aware what the Bible says, you're not aware of what Jesus says about being lustful in your heart. This will take you down a, a route where there's where there's no coming back. Of course, me. of course. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. You will not then. You will then not look at your wife in 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 the same way because she's not like the Photoshop girl that you've been looking at, and that's not real. And it's so, not real. So we're living in a world that that sexualizes everything, and it's actually not real. So when you look at the the book of James, chapter one, verse fourteen, it says, "Now this is quite a this this digs deep in my heart. This really kicks quite tight." And it says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. When you when you look at when you tie that to that scripture that you got up there, and Christ is going, you adulterous generation. When you talk to a generation, you're not talking about a certain age bracket. You're talking to the entire audience within that area. 
Well, he doesn't actually say that in this one, in this, uh, in this scripture, because he's just he's talking to the individual in the in this scripture. In the, yeah, but then, and, and as 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 we go on to the individual, you know. So when is it lustful, Ben? So, so, so yeah. So look at that, James. Yeah. James chapter one, verse fourteen. Yeah. He says, "But each person is tempted when he is dragged away, dragged away. So each person could be dragged away in their thinking." In their mind, yeah, but it don't in even it's attitude. Not, it's not. It's not even if you're if you're walking down the street, you can be in a supermarket like I was this morning uh, in in Swanley mm. Asda. It's not, you know, it's it is what it is, isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, but there could be a, a a pretty woman, and your eyes are drawn to her, and so next thing you know, as she walks by, there might be a little smile. You smile back. You're done, ain't you? You're done. Yeah, if that if, done. if that's how your brain is t- ticking. If you, if you went, Lord, what a beautiful woman. Thank you so much for for her beauty. And then Jesus is going, I oh, know you're right, son. Because your lips ain't saying <laughs> what, what you mean. Your heart, yeah. and so, so when she walks by, you know, you turn around and you have a little look at a bum as she goes by and you think... <laughs> Where is this going? Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying, Ben? So that is that's the lust in it. Yeah. So looking at her with lust, you commit adultery. You're done. So without any physical, without not any even f- not even knowing a person, not you even are you are bang to rights because it says there each person is tempted. It doesn't say a man or a woman. It says each person. So there comes a point in someone's life from birth to death. Where these scriptures might not now, people might be in a marriage, they're clean, they're tidy, they're sweet, everything. But there comes a point in someone's heart where if you are a believer, every scripture that has been written will certainly apply to you sometime in your life. Oh, for sure. And and look, what happens is, Ben, you know, as you get, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, but a little bit of flattery. A little bit of, say, um, uh, women who've been married for a number of years in in a uh, in a loving relationship, but you know their husband, you know, is typical. We don't give her much attention. A little bit of flattery from somebody, you know what I mean? A little smile, and uh, before you know where you are, a little cheeky word. Before you know where you are, you're on the road, aren't you? Cup of tea, darling. You're Ooh, on the road, me. aren't you? And this is. You know, so the mind. Taking, yeah, taking this one step further, this is where these scammers come in, isn't it? These scammers come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they tie into people's lusts. And yeah, the world ties into your lust. So when you look at the word lust, lust doesn't directly go to sexual activity. Lust. It doesn't have you to. You can to be sin. lustful. No. You can be lustful for. Um, Absolutely anything, because it, it's it's the feeling that it gives your body the hunger that you are hungry for. So well, it throws open the can. We're going to come on to that. Ben, to everything. Yeah, you can. I think. I think we're going to discuss. You know, you can be adult commit adultery with the world, can't you? Because easy. The, the James says in in four in James four he says, uh, if you love the world. Then you're is you you've got the you, you've got an adulterous relationship with the world because if you put that before the, before God, but coming back to the you know immediately we think of adultery as a sexual thing, mm. and what we got to understand that it's not the actual as you quite rightly said it's not the actual physical act of committing uh, having sex or having a sexual relationship outside of marriage. It's it's the thought or the lust because the Bible is clear: don't have sex outside of marriage. Yeah. So for a, a single person, so automatically the, the whole weight of the word adultery hangs on a married person, when actually it is every human being, every human being. under the sun, whether you're married, unmarried, getting married, getting divorced, because okay. this Bible in front of me says each person is if tempted. You, if you look. At a person with sexual intent, yeah, that's that's adultery, isn't it? It's, of course it is. If so, you look at a person, but that, but so, so when you say sexual so, intent, yeah. now we are being brought up in a in a time now 
when you can be whoever, however, you can be anything you want to be. So suddenly, where the Bible talks about lust of the flesh, and then you talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, we don't hear preaching on Sodom and Gomorrah. Them angels came down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and them men said very clearly. Now look, look, look at that great man of God. Look at him. You know, look what he said about his. his, his, his look what Lot said about his daughters. Well, I'm telling you now, Ben. Um Sodom and Gomorrah, the way this generation's going has got nothing on this generation. The way that the the world is going at the moment, and I think that the handbrakes come off, and I, 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 I really think the think cable has snapped. There's no brakes. So we're just every day we're we're seeing more and more horrendous things. But so automatically, Sodom and Gomorrah, you go to a certain image, you go to a certain capture, you go to a certain audience. But actually, when you look at Sodom and Gomorrah, lot said so much about how he thought and his respect for his daughters. He said, so the so basically we know what, what the angels came down from heaven to angels come to destroy, come to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah very, very clearly. And Lot did not want to leave. Now this is this this gives me a lot of eebie-jeebies. Lot did not want to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that the angels had to drag him out of that place was that because he loved that environment oh, oh was that because look, he loved what have was i got this him? have i got this right is he lot did he not offer his doors that's what i was about to say yes yeah, so, so there's no respect there for his so that so no so lot obviously was his uncle was abraham abraham said to him before sodom and god before he moved he said look lot he said our families are too big let's divide up what we got you take the first choice and he was looking across the plains of all his row everywhere. He could have gone anywhere, this lot. He could have had anything. But he chose to go. The Bible says Lot chose to take him and his family into Sodom and Gomorrah. And he sat in the gate. So he knew everything that was going on. So Abraham said, okay, you've chosen Sodom. And Abraham went to the fields. So we have a man that the Bible says... Lot was a righteous man. He was loved by God. He took his children, his wife, into the most darkest and sexualized town, nation in the world. Angels came down to destroy it. And what he said was, as Simon has just said, he said, don't have sex with these men. You can do anything with my daughters. So respect thousands of years ago for women was gone. So now where we sit, through different world religions, we are in a serious mess because well, anything goes. And, and I think you know, there's another aspect in that. I think as a as a man in a in a family, you you you've got to um, lead your house in the in the right direction. And I'm going to ask. I'm going to whoever's listening to this out there. If you're if you're married, or you've got children. I'm going to ask you this question, right? Because it's a real. And it's a real question that it's a heart searching question. Were your children born out of love or lust? The question is love I, or lust? Uh, because there's a difference. There's a massive difference between love and lust. Yeah. Now, I'm very respectful to the world, believe it or not, I am, because God created all of us and all have sinned and fallen short of that glory. But we are living in a world that is driven by lust. Because if it was driven by love, this is what would happen. Correct me if I've got this wrong. If the world was driven by love, human kindness would be very different. Lust is a very dark and evil driver, because lust looks after who? You. Me. It's... And, and we're talking In, about on every, every level, every level. Mu- the yeah. lust for money, the lust for engagement to do whatever you want, and there's no consequence yeah, in it. There's yeah. no love for drink, lust for drink, drugs, gambling, all, all that sort sex, of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The, the lifestyle, whole nine yards. So when you look at the word love and lo- them two words, very interesting words. Is this nation driven by a loving government? Is the church driven by a loving leadership? Is business and culture driven by love? And I'm not talking about the soppy throw. I'm talking about a love for your fellow human being. And when I say you love them, you have respect and you you help one another. Are we driven by a Darwinistic, humanistic 
attitude that is a lustful that I want because yeah, that's what lust is. I want for me. That's very strong now. A I want these feelings. And and back in the eighties, it was a, a film out called Wall Street. Ah, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas played a guy called Gordon Greco, and and his mantra was greed is good. Yeah, so and there it's you still go. There. It's still that here, there today. Greed is good. Lust. Yeah. You can and and listen. Right now, we're coming into the. This is this podcast is done in, in, at the end of November. We're coming into the Christmas period. You will see on the television, mm, yeah. right, time and time again, you can have this. We can now have it. And you can pay have it, for now. it later. You can have this now. Sofas, pay for it later. You cars, can, TV. Anything you want, you can have it now. You can have it now. But you got to pay for it later. But it's free. No. And it's exactly the same here. If you lust after something, there's always, there's no free lunches. There's no free lunches, no. You're going to get kicked out the backside somewhere down the line. If you are a married man or married woman and you let lust for someone else into that marriage, you are going to go down the route of, there will be a little bit of personal gratification, but... Consequence. The consequence of that yeah. will rip, because um, where's it say in the Bible? It says um, it, it says all sin except sexual sin is committed outside the body, but sexual sin is committed inside, inside the body. So and when you're married to someone, it's like being glued together. Yeah. And when you have sex with someone, you yeah. leave a bit of your spirit behind with them. Of course. So if you've got Numerous sexual partners, which is just about lust. So that's when the Bible says that you are kin to, you are joint to, and and there are yeah. certain cultures out there that talk about breaking soul ties. Soul ties, yeah, yeah. So that's a very very deep word that is soul ties, cutting cutting that off. The only place that anyone, and this is this is to do with all sin, because all have sinned and fallen short of your glory, and doesn't matter what the sin is, sin is sin. It doesn't matter about I've done this, you've done that. Because the Bible says, don't judge anyone. If you know anyone that has sinned anyway, the only place to come back is where? It's to the cross. It's the cross, yeah. So everything from number one to number ten, everything is easily committed because you you can sit indoors and you ain't got to do any act, but you're the, you're the <laughs> you've done all that. It's not so much leaving your house, it is your attitude, it is your mind, it is your thinking. This, this stuff, this lust stuff. It's, in, it's in, in your being because it's come back to James again. Yeah, but it's absolutely ruining people. I'm telling you, it's absolutely ruining people. This lust. But the, this, world, the world tells us it's okay yeah, because you can yeah. do anything. But this sexual lust that leads to pornography is absolutely ruining mm. men and it's causing suicide. It's causing, because yeah. what happens is... If you're f- completely engulfed in lustful fantasies towards pornographic inimi- images, yeah, how can you have a normal relationship? Oh, of course, yeah. You can't. And if you do enter a normal relationship, would you be able to perform in bed? And if you can't perform in bed, then that causes some, so much depression and takes people into a place where where they, you know, the the, the, the doctor doesn't. They only deal with the symptoms. They don't deal with the roots, so they're just going to throw antidepressants at you. And before you know where you are, you you could end up in a situation where you want to take your own life because life is not worth living. Because there's a connector. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. And so many people in this world at this moment are really tired, really exhausted, fearful and worried. So when you look at... we, I'm going to say this. All of us have lived... Oh, okay. I hear a lot of people. 98% of this world lives lustfully. It totally. Yeah. Me, 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 but me. Here's the deal. Me. It's right where the enemy wants you to be. He and wants to destroy families, yeah. he wants to destroy of you. Course it, does. it doesn't matter if you're the biggest Satan worshipper in the world. He wants to destroy you yeah. because you were made in the image of God. So he wants to destroy everything. Everything is is a He's turned everything round. He's imitated everything. Yeah. So he's he's taking the the beauty. Don't forget, God God invented sex. Exactly. So, so it, this is a beautiful thing within within a loving relationship. But then you you got so, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, he's, so he's turning this thing around. But it has turned. It has turned from the Garden of Eden. 
it turned yeah, from yeah. the garden, the fall of man. Yeah. So again, sin, that's where sin started. Sin you know. started. So yeah. you have to look at Sodom and Gomorrah, and you have to look <laughs> at them characters. The angels came from heaven. They come to deal with sexual exploitation of women, of boys, of men, of children. Everything that was breaking out in Sodom and Gomorrah, yes, it was destroyed. Yes, it was taken out. But what we have now, it is dressed again. It is dressed again in religion. It is dressed again in pedophilia. It is dressed again. And the law, the law, I'm afraid to say, the law in the UK is hiding a lot of people under the banner of this lustful paedophilia right the way through so many layers of life where you can get away and do whatever you want because when someone has got something on you you owe me i will get you if you tell me so suddenly we are living in a very big as it the bible says as it was in the days of noah so will it be That's now interesting so, so i just get me right but is was abraham <clears throat> after or before noah i can't remember Right, Abraham. Abraham was before. Abraham was before the flood. So, so what happened? So look, at, at one time, then before before <laughs> the flood, yeah, it, the Bible tells us clearly yeah. that angels came down to earth, yeah, and lusted yeah. after, yeah, they lusted after and and, and had sex with women. So you got Nephilim. Yeah, so the, right. the Nephilim. The yeah, Nephilim. Yeah. So they came. And there's evidence said, of this. And there's, there's giants. There's, there's, there's giants. There's, giants of old. Yeah. The sons of God. You've got to look at, you look at the characters that we are looking at the cinema at the moment. These ain't characters just because they're the Marvel characters. They are characters that you will find in the Bible. These characters that we find, these superhuman men, these men with superpowers, they existed and they slept with women and then suddenly we have a generation that was birthed so clear and so this powerful. This is where people like um, Goliath came Goliath, his yeah, brothers, yeah. they were bred out they of this. Huge, Agog and all that. Like, yeah, and yeah. it says the sons of God. So before the flood, everything had to be dis- everything had to be destroyed. So you right up until uh, the the ark, you have all this stuff going on. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Um, everything that went on, but you've just got to look at Lot. Look at Lot for a moment. Here is a righteous man. He's come from the stock of Abraham. Abraham, a man of faith, and a um, righteous man. Uh, hey, look. They've all, they all, you know, they all fell short, didn't they? Even Abraham fell short. I love short. that scripture. All you know, have sinned and fallen short of thy glory. You know, look, but I want to ask you this, just just moving on. Uh, see, Jesus says after the adultery bit, he goes on to say, if uh, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to, oh. to look at something. <laughs> I've got to cut it off. It's got to be cut off. Take your off. eye out. He says that, you know, uh, otherwise. Cut it whole, off, brother. Whole body will be thrown into, into hell. <laughs> and then he goes straight on to this one. He goes, furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife. Oh. Let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. It bounces it back, doesn't it? Oh, you bang to rights on every level. Very difficult one, isn't it? You know, I, very I, I don't know, one. I don't actually know where to start on that. I don't know where to start on that. Um, but we can't ignore it because you can't it is about it, no. adultery, isn't it? It's about yeah. adultery. So you can't ignore it. So how do we deal with that? You know, I was divorced years and years and years and years ago, uh, brought up in a Christian house, married uh, first time, that went wrong, very young age, so I got divorced. So every, everything that you're reading about, I've experienced and done. Yeah, yeah. But for those that are going through a divorce, those that are going through adultery, those that are going through murder and stealing and all, all the sins under the sun and an experience in so much addiction with so much stuff, I'm going to tell you this. There is salvation at the cross of Calvary. Yeah, that's there's what a, I was going there's to say. There's a way yeah. forward, yeah. and these yeah. scriptures are yeah. so big, trying to unpack in 45 minutes. The more Simon and myself have looked at the can of um, all these wordings, I suddenly realise how we have failed, and I will use that, and I'm not speaking in an arrogant way, how the church has failed not to preach the Ten Commandments. Because if the church had preached the Ten Commandments, maybe my lifestyle wouldn't be as wayward as it was. If if I'd have come into a church and heard a message and being told that I am a sinner and I am coming from an, um, 
a place of sin and if I don't get my life right. But but I must be pure, pure, and, and, and when I mean pure, I mean pure in my thought. That I I could go to ministries and churches now, and I I could be whoever I wanted to be, and the same label over that door, church, and the same label over that door, and the same label over many denominations. I can be whoever I want to, and they they will try and manipulate the scripture to fit a lifestyle that I am lustful towards, and make me okay in a congregation. Yeah, because yeah. the Ten Commandments have not and are not being preached. They're not being preached. They're not being analysed. They're not being they're not being. You know, no one's d- digging deep on them. Now, this has nothing got nothing to do with gender. This has got nothing to do with. This this is to do with every person under the sun because the scripture says in James chapter 1 verse 14 each person is tempted and when he's dragged away by his own so you drag yourself away if I'm not being brought under conviction in a church and I'm being endorsed in a roundabout way to live in a certain mindset and a lifestyle I've got no compass because that preacher has told me well what I will say what I will say very quickly before we go on to this, I believe right now, and I was speaking to someone last night, and, and, and they endorsed that. They, I believe that I believe that preachers and church leaders will come under a judgment far stricter. This scares me, honestly, far stricter than, than yeah. anyone else. And that's scripture. If, if you're a watchman, yeah, and you're not, and you see his enemy I'm coming, s- I am actually scared. I'm not frightened to tell in the world. I am scared when I die. People go, yeah, but you're born again. Yes, I know I'm born again, but have I got blood on my hands? I could literally cry now yeah. because of the messages that I've preached that hasn't dealt with me, hasn't dealt with issues in the church, hasn't dealt with areas of life, and I cannot turn back the clock. But when he calls me home, yeah. I just pray with all my heart, God will say to me, well done, a good and faithful servant, because I'm, I'm telling you, the church has got blood on its hands. Oh yeah, oh, totally. And, ben, and you've it? only oh. got a look. You've only got a look at the thirty pieces of silver that that Judas Iscariot give it back to the church, and they went, "Nah." The church has got blood on its hand, and they bought a field of blood. And if you are a preacher or a teacher, if you call yourself a leader within the Christian community, I'm telling you. Well, Please and and I I think leaders and preachers we got to pray for them Ben wherever you are got you got to pray for your I'm scared for your and I'm leader you got to tell people you got to pray because I I think they're coming under so much attack now that I'm not scared they, of this world they've they've never come under so much attack because that is the way things are going but so sticking with this adultery thing for uh, just. I'm, we're going to have to do another one on this. Yeah, we just carry it through. Just, because it's all carrying through. It's all moving forward. Because I was looking and doing a bit of research, and all of a sudden I, <laughs> I come across this spiritual adultery. Oh, yeah. So we talked about physical adultery. Physical, we spent a lot of time mind, on that. Mind, heart. Heart. But spiritual adultery, and it We've says... We've got it now. It says in Romans 8, yeah. 7 and 8, it, 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 it says, because the carnal mind... Is an enmity against, against God. God. The carnal yeah. mind. Hang on a minute. But I'm born again. <laughs> the carnal mind. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So he says, you know, your flesh can't be subject to the law of God. Because Jesus yeah, has yeah. to live inside of you. Then he goes on to say, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Come back to the scripture. Yeah. And the writer writes... A wretched man am I. Why do I do the things that I shouldn't and I cannot do the things that I should do? The greatest writer again. Romans 7. Romans 7. Why do I do? So I wonder what he was doing. I wonder what he was thinking. I wonder what that great apostle, that great man of God was thinking, he was battling with. Why do I do the things... I should not, that I hate. Now, he's using the word hate. Now, I don't usually use that word. I try to swerve that word because, to me, that is a very piercing word. Well, we discussed hate last week, Ben. It's, yeah. it's, it's akin to murder. It is. So It's the heart thing. It's the heart. So yeah. what is he confessing? Why do I do the, th- I do the things I hate? 
and I cannot do the things that I should do. The scriptures just bangs everybody to rights. Oh, t- totally to rights. Look what it says in James 4, 4 and 5. It says, adulterers and adulteresses. Oh, he's got on both there. Jesus <laughs> has got us both. We're all done. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Friendship with the world. Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy with God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy, but he gives more grace. <laughs> therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So, oh, so no. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, these scriptures are so long, deep, wide. Look so, at what it says. Who is friendly to the world? Hang on a minute. I didn't realise I was friendly to the world because of work, because of this, because of that. So then you think, to, I'm carnal. I'm carnal-minded, but I, I love Jesus. We, we, say, we say in, in every podcast, if you listen to this stuff out there, you've got to come back to the cross. Every second of every heartbeat, it's like you need to... Keep the cross, keep the cross visit visually in front of you all the time. I know we've got it there. Well, you wouldn't go far wrong, Ben, if you did. Because yeah. I go to work, carnal. I go living life, carnal. You go shopping, carnal. You, wherever you go, when you leave your house, even oh my good goodness gracious me, even in the house, you turn the telly on, oh, carnal. Well, the game. Now look at the gaming generation. Now, wasted. They talk about wasted life. Now, the gaming generation has been brought up to think that you can. There is rape in games. There is murder in games. There is lust in games. So we have a generation that is being brought up with this gaming generation, where you are gaming and you can do whatever you want, taking life, destroying people, blowing up buildings. You can do anything you want, but it's a game. But your mind, your mind is being driven. So when you game, that is affecting you. And because you've gamed it and you've played it for hours and hours and hours, it actually makes your character very difficult. So the gaming generation, you can murder, you can steal, you can have sex with anybody, you can commit the most darkest and cut people's heads off. The graphics, the... They can't get any more depraved. So if you're gaming all day and all night, what's it going to do to your mind? It's going to see your mind. But I come to church on a yeah. Sunday. But I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm a preacher. I love gaming. But what I tell you, what this world is busted, broken, and disgusted. What's it say, John? Uh, John, <laughs> what's it say, Harry Frank? But what's it say, Ben? In, in one John, in one John, <laughs> in one John, too, it says, "Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." You got to check your heart to see it wh- comes if you back. Love to the it. world, yeah. You know, so so here's the deal, Ben. You know, without going on further, because we will go on just a little bit further. If you love the world, then so what does that it's all about loving the planet right now, isn't it? It's all about loving yeah, the planet. You've only got to look at the podcasting table, the greenery. Look at, look we're, at we're, I'm starting to hug trees because the church is so okay. So they're talking about loving the creation and not the creator, don't they? So I love if you the start, if you start loving the planet, which was created for us. Yeah, I put it before God. I mean, you love the planet. Don't get me wrong, but no, if no, you no, put no. it because it's beauty. Because God created it, beauty. It, I, I was out this early doors this morning, just as the sun was coming up with my dog, and Beautiful. seeing the sun come up over, it's absolutely stunning. But but don't put it before God, because He said, "Look, you know, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." He so says, "What is the world? That is the world." Listen, this is what He says. It explains it here. But <laughs> it says, "Let me have it." The lust of the flesh. No. The lust of the eyes, no way, and the pride of life. But I'm a Christian. Is is not pride of the of Father, but of the world. And right. the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of the God abides forever. Right? Can you can you read that again? I know it's a read, but let's let's just read that again and just just spend a few minutes just looking at a couple of. So this points. is spiritual adultery, Ben. So do not love the world or the things in the world. Right. Okay. Don't love the world. Right, let me write that down. Right, okay. Carry on. 
If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, we talked about that this morning. Yeah. The lust of the eyes, we've also talked about that this morning. The eyes, and yeah. And the pride of life, which um, you've spoken about that because it all points to you. If, 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 if you're going down that route. route. Love, <laughs> don't love the world. Don't love the world, yeah. How do I love the world? What is the most... Now, this, this is a rhetorical question to all of us. Whereabouts in my life do I love the world? What part? Is it through sports? Is it through gaming? Is it through TV? It's all of that. Is it through drink? Is it through gambling? Is it through quiet addiction that no one knows that I'm addicted to? Money. Is it money? Is it shopping? Yeah, is shopping. it? Yeah. Yeah, is, it, is it, is it, is yeah. it, what is it? That is the question is, because that, that Bible bangs everybody somewhere tight yeah. to falling flesh, shot. Lust of the eyes, I want that, I want that. I love that. Yeah, I want a new telly. I, I, do you know what? There's a new PlayStation coming out, a new Xbox. I can't wait to get that. And here's the deal with that, Ben. We all know people that go, yeah, I want that, I want that. And when they get it, I'm empty. They want the next thing. I'm none that of that person. stuff fills you. I'm that none person. Of that stuff fills you. I want you. the latest iPhone. I want the latest gadget. I want the latest laptop. I want the latest iPad. I want the latest podcast. I want the latest mics to do God's work. <laughs> where? where? <laughs> How many times do you hear people go, yeah, if I just won a few million on the lottery. I wake I'd, I'd up every so morning much. and pray that prayer, Lord. <laughs> I'll do so much I win, with it. I'll give it away. I'd help you this. out, Jesus. And he must be going... <laughs> I created the trees. But you ain't even doing it. You know, I know oh you do an awful yeah, lot. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll, but I'll, just you know. throwing the blanket over yeah, it all, yeah. it's like, where where does this become? Because we can all dress it up in ministry. But it's spiritual I'm adultery. doing this for Jesus. Spiritual adultery. If we do anything that we put before God, yeah. it's spiritual, it's spiritual adultery. adultery. Yeah. So we, when you look at ministers and people in ministry, oh, Oof. Are you doing it for Jesus? Are you committing spiritually adultery? Are you doing it? Yes, that's right. Where's the signpost pointing? We always, always say it's, that, don't we? Is your Facebook page pointing people to Jesus, or is it pointing them to you? I think is your yeah, Twitter feed yeah. pointing them to Jesus, or is it pointing to you? Because if you are lifting you up, you are an adulterer spiritually. You might not sleep with anybody. But if you are in a pulpit and you are a minister and your social media is pointing more to you, brother or sister, I put myself with you, we are adulterers. And you're, you're ending end with the enemy. It's, you, you, you social know. media tells us where we sit in few places, sexually, spiritually, and about me. Adulterous. So when Jesus said you adulterous generation, the socials didn't exist. He knew what was coming up the tracks. Yeah, he knew, because he knew what was in people's hearts, didn't he? He caught, you know. Because, so, I mean... When you get attention in ministry, it is the most a dangerous attraction on the earth. And the problem is, you're on a one million percent right, and the problem is, when the ministry starts to grow... It's me. <laughs> so I have just busted... The Ten Commandments, without jumping into the sack, without having a gambling addiction, without having a drink addiction, but also ministry can take you to a place of lying. What do you mean, Pastor Ben? You would, because you big yourself up, and once you start to big yourself up, you cannot let your world, your world down and say, how many ministers will get in the pulpit and say to their congregations, I have sinned and I have broken the Ten Commandments. We're bigging ourselves up all day. As soon as you, I mean, I'd say look out there and if you see anyone posting on any platform and they're using the word I more than... You are an adulterer. Yeah. You <laughs> are you've a spirit. yourself before. But as soon as you mention adultery, you, th you think of a change of fluid between two people, basically. Yeah, you think of sex between think two you, people. You, yeah, yeah. But actually... Outside of marriage. Outside, but yeah. Actually, the Bible says as well, don't, you can't have sex before marriage. So we have spoken about marriage, but there is people in Christian communities that are single. Mm, there's a big subject. 
It's a huge subject. This so whole thing is, it, is massive. It doesn't just drop it onto a married couple. It doesn't drop it onto a single person. It drops it onto human beings. Human beings, yeah. Human beings. Yeah. And we just don't have the time. We're 55 minutes in, but I think wow. we've broken the skin on, on a yeah. very interesting spiritual adultery in ministry. Uh, and the, and, and the, the deal has been the world is going one way, and we've said it mm. yeah. many times, haven't we? It's like... I think we've it, got Darwin, Darwinistic <laughs> preachers in pulpits. It, it's like swimming against... It's like that salmon yeah. swimming against the current. You're 100% the right. the whole world is going that way. And, and so you've got to go that way. way. And so, so you're, yeah, to stand, to stand up and go. Oh, this is what this is what our Father meant. Yeah. This is what Jesus meant. So I'm rip- going to stand behind that. I'm going to stand behind the cross. So when we, I'm going to go through the cross. Oh, Simon, you, you <laughs> go through the cross. What does going through? It's a filter system. It's a filter system. The refiner's fire. Yeah. yeah. So there may be people just with so much attractions to the world that are in ministry that don't actually admit it from the pulpit and when i mean attractions to the world how many leaders of churches are addicted to gaming right even if you look at the word gaming is there a clean game out there to play yeah i know this word search you know what i'm 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 pushing the drum on other things Addiction doesn't mean to to be pornography doesn't mean to be gambling doesn't mean to be drinking but you can be addicted to your church you can I think we better press the buttons. Can't you? You can be addicted I, I am to addicted. your church. I am addicted to ministry and to pleasing people. I'm addicted and I love the feeling. Now, there is, where is the line, though? Where is that line? Do I cut off There's line? a line, isn't it? There is a line. And I've crossed over that spiritual adultery. I've yeah, crossed I think over that. Ben, you have to, you know, we all have to bring it all to the, to the cross, don't we? And we have to say, Father... You know, is this what you want me to do? And, where do you want me to be? Where do you, and how do you want me to? Do you know what the answer would be? You oh, know, and, and I want we, you at the cross. Funny enough, we 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 said it in the little kitchen out there earlier that if you're a leader, then your job is to lead, but it's also to encourage, and it's to be nameless, faceless, to encourage people around yeah, you yeah, yeah. to take up positions yeah. where their gifts are. Not doesn't reflect back to you. No, it doesn't reflect back to you. It reflects your 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 Barnabas. You're an encourager. You're an encourager. You're encouraging, you're but not, you sit in the wings. You're not taking the glory. So when you take you're the glory, taking the glory for what they've oh done. Oh yeah, I, I put them in ministry. They work for me in my ministry. So when I talk like that, I am committing adultery <laughs> in language form. And this is the for me. This is is the worst form of adultery. When someone goes, I led that person to the Lord. We have we have led <laughs> this ministry this week has led five people to Jesus because I was instrumental we've in never their salvation. Led anyone to the Lord. No one's it's led got anyone. To be the Holy Spirit. Man. The Bible says, "Before you, before the foundations of the world, I knew you. I formed you. You are here for my good will and my good pleasure." That's that is just beyond everything. So. Do you know what, Simon? I don't know how we're going to finish this, but just comes to my thinking at this moment in my heart is this is that this is important for me is not to look at anybody else. They've got a speck in their eye. I've got a forest. <laughs> You've got, we've got planks in our own eyes, haven't we? Ben? I've got yeah. planks in my own. I've got I've, stuff that Jesus needs to strip me back from, to deal me deal with me from. All 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 have sinned and fallen short of their glory. The thinking, the attitude, the pride of life, arrogance, anger coming back, fighting back, you can't talk to me like that. This is what I think about you. Well, I think we're we're so far, I mean, and it it ain't going to stop. The Ten Ten Commandments of Tainers, Ben, is is the realisation just how far we are from... How far I'm away from living them. Yeah, exactly. Living them. Yeah. So I think what we should do to close it is you should get up, you should go and switch that... Light off on the outside, which puts your name up in lights. Oh yeah, and 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 take that statue down outside. The them statues. <laughs> I've got them statues. They've just come in. They're gold. Oh yeah, that's adultery. Isn't it? I'm, I'm bigging myself up higher than Jesus. Yeah, you um, won the Ben Cooper I, Award I, I this week. Cancel that order for that throne. <laughs> yeah. Amazon, I'm sorry. Can oh, you yeah, take it back? You've got that throne coming. I've got that throne yeah. coming. 
I've got that new yeah. poster of me. You could maybe change it for an easy boy chair, you know. <laughs> do your gaming on it. I do my gaming <laughs> on it. Oh, no. And the, the ice beers in the corner. No, dear me, I've got a cigar. I've got like a cigar. Hey, we're only joking. I'm going to laugh. But, but this some... This it's some, serious stuff. There's some very deep and serious stuff. Isn't it interesting? Today. You've just We've mentioned a word very... Yeah. F- not flippantly, but the gaming. The seriousness between the gaming. What When you, when you play a game... You are committing so much that you might be the, a great brother or sister. You might be on your phone gaming, but actually, without the realization, because you've been brought up in the gaming generation, all the sins are committed on the screen. You brought up something now I never thought about, but it, you know, you, I, I believe the Lord's given it to you because when you're killing people on the screen, yeah, but it's a game, though, Simon. But in your heart, you want to kill that person. You're you? in the game. And look at game. now, with the, 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 the masks that go around your face, you are, you are in that game. How many Christians spend hours gaming and then get pick up the guitar and sing Kumbaya, Lord? Get and preach a message. So we have brought a lot to the and table. You're not you're not, you're not exaggerating. How many churches I've, have I've, gaming I've, nights? In youth clubs, youth ministry. Well, I've been, I've oh, been, to, I've been to places, uh, and 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 the the sound guys come up and say, "Can you pray for me?" Because I was, uh, I was heavily into pornography last night, and you knew you were coming to church the next day. Yeah, you knew you were coming. But I think we put so much conversation on pornography and gaming and drugs and sex, when actually all are committed when you play certain games. The whole thing, the whole nine yards, and and very soon they'll. I'm, they'll, I'm actually gonna. Be, there'll be virtual sex. I'm, I'm going to look yeah. into some research into some gaming because I'm not a gamer. I've never been a gamer, so I'm actually going to look. You've I'm played gonna, a few games, haven't you? I'm always playing games. <laughs> I'm always losing, but I'm literally going to. I'm going to. The gonna, bookies are. <laughs> God, you know, I've got, I've got to wipe that slate off. Do you know, I now owe him some money in that turf account and stuff. Uh, I can't go in that collar anymore. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I'm going to do some research in some games and I'm going to just look into what actually is built in because I know, and we all know, Christmas is coming. There will be Xbox, there'll be PlayStations, there'll be the... I don't even know what the, uh, the that is that goes around. I don't even know what the terminology is. It wraps around your like face. Virtual virtual, The reality, virtual stuff. Yeah. So you're literally... Not sitting on your sofa anymore. You are you are the character in that. So if you are that character, but this is I mean this is the whole thing which which we because we, we're coming we've got we're, we're jump an hour and two this, minutes we bow out. You know even I go and see my uh, five year old grandson. He's playing Minecraft on on the on the thing, yeah, yeah. and he's talking about Minecraft Steve who goes off and <laughs> and, and, and and tops people. Do you know what I mean? So really, even on that. He even, tops people. Yeah, even at that level, do you oh know? Gosh. And then you yeah, get yeah, killed, yeah. don't you? You you can get killed. You can lose your lives, you know. And do my you know what? was on something called Roblox and, and doing oh my, all that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, they're, 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 they're getting into this stuff at, at a very early age, Ben. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at this because it's easy to point the finger at the obvious stuff. Yeah. But the stuff that we have in our homes... Are as bad totally. as the physical outside. So you don't need to go out your front door. I know, uh, I know, you know, Christian guys that have just slump on the sofa. I'll oh, just uh, play a game before you know where you are. Four hours are gone. Yeah. In a close of this, whoever's out there at this moment and captured this podcast, I think it'd be great to do some podcasting with some Christian gamers because yeah, there's yeah. a conversation. We probably. A conversation that we've never probably looked at before. In a, I don't think. I don't think uh, as a gamer you would look at that because if you're playing, um, it's relaxation. I'm gaming. Well, I tell you what, Simon, you say the last words because we're one hour, four minutes, twenty seconds. This is the longest podcast we've done, Ben, and we've really. But that word adultery has opened up the gateway. Because that's what it does. We haven't even talked about the adultery of nations, and and because no, we we carry on next week. We'll carry on, a bit carry next on this week. conversation because yeah, yeah. it's opened up so much. We just want to say, uh, you know, pray for anyone. Just 
lift anyone up out there if you're if this has touched your heart and and uh, you realize all of a sudden hold on a minute you know there's something not quite right there but we'd invite you to come back to the cross we'd invite you to amen to look at your life we'd invite you to ask the holy spirit to point out anything that's that that's just not right and that you're putting before god because anything that you put before god you're committing adultery it's not just that sexual thing it's anything that you put before god yeah and you know what Ben's got it right. Jesus nails it every time, Danny. He does. He just nails it every time. So we God can bless. only point you towards the cross. We can only point towards Jesus, and and we're going to jump and jump out of here, Ben. And, and yeah, let's the, go and play that game in that new car that we got. Well, that uh, hairdresser's car you're still yeah, driving. Yeah, could you yeah. lend us some money? Because I, I want to buy some new clothes. I've got lust for clothes. But you need it, don't you? Yeah, I need it. Do you, you know, know what? Scarf wrapped around your neck. What's you know the camel still outside? I, I just feel like. A, Gluttoner this morning. Gluttony. There's another word. There's another word, isn't it? Oh, Lord, we're out of here. Yeah. God bless every one of you. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio. You know what? We love you. Not in a lustful way, in a brotherly, sister way. Be encouraged, because we're bringing this so you can clean your lives up. And we can clean our lives up as well. Give me some bleach, Jesus. (laughs) Please. God bless. Some spiritual bleach. Amen.